episode of Matchup Mashup. I'm your host, Private Merc, and I'm joined to you by Spellslinger Wee Wee Man. How you doing, Wee Wee Man? I'm doing great. How about you? Um, I'm doing good. I've been better, but Hearthstone has been making uh, life okay, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, should, you should talk about what's happened, because that was pretty awful. So that arcade bar that I've actually mentioned on the show before, Game On, which I still want to go back to, but Hannah hasn't wanted to go back since this happened because, like, for obvious reasons. Because we would have to do that. So, went to the arcade bar, had some drinks. Uh, well, I had one drink because I was driving. Hannah had many drinks. And then I went to leave. I had parked my car around, like, 8 and we went to leave around 11, and my car wasn't where we parked it, and so we were like, oh, we were like, Hannah was like, oh, it got towed, and I'm like, that was just like, it was a legal parking spot, I was like, what if my car got stolen, and then Hannah was like, it didn't get stolen, it got towed, and I'm just like looking at where my car was parked, and I'm like, I don't understand why my car would have been towed, and... We, like, start doing, like, my keys. We're, like, pressing the alarm thing. And then we, like, start... We see it in the distance, like, on a tow truck in the alleyway. And I'm like, is that my car? That's my car. Is that my car? Is that my car? God. And so I start, like, running after it. And Hannah's, like, follow me. And I, like, run. And I'm, like, see it on the tow truck. And I run. I, like, run to go talk to the tow truck man who who looks like a tow truck man. No insult meant. But, like, and he's, <laughs> like, um... And then, but a police officer lady stops me, and she's like, is this your car? And I'm just, like, not, I don't know what's going on. And I'm like, yeah, that's my car. I'm like, she's like, well, was there any previous damage to your car? And I was like, uh, no. And then she's like, well, you might want to take a look at it. And my windows were, like, smashed in, and there was, like, a big, like, scratch, dent type thing along, like, my right side. And so apparently my car, which is a Kia, they, like, bashed into the windows to break into it they literally like hit the hit the wheel with like a hammer until it was like gone until the wheel like fell off so they could stick a screwdriver in the ignition to start it my god and then uh they just like apparently it's not even to steal it it's like a trend just like for for fun it's like just for fun you know and yeah, then, it's so much fun. And then, steal a car. So they just drove it around a bit with all the smashed glass and hit it against something like again i imagine they were driving across the side maybe they hit like a pole on the side of the road or something because there's a big mark going along the right side and then they left it there and then my car's in the impound right now so uh luckily i was able to find it like it could be worse like i could could just not have found it and it could still be stolen like in who knows where so life could be worse, but I could it could be better. I could not have had my car get stolen. So that happened, and then I had uh, I went off to the eastern shore the whole next week to do work. Really long days, like ten hour work days, and I had to carpool with a coworker. So that was a really just a really long week. Um, and then, but luckily, 
my stepdad who owned who used to own a body shop, he he let me borrow one of his old his cars that he used to own and everything nice. is good now. I got a car to go to work with and I'm actually I'm going my dog is going crazy right now. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear Belle just like attacking yeah. her bark box toys, but like um anyway. Uh I got vacation at the end of the week, so I can just stop thinking about my car. It can like start like getting worked on and whatever. Maybe, maybe not, because apparently this is happening so much that like there's kind of a wait because in Baltimore, which is where I live, this is just a thing that happens, I guess, that I didn't know about, but I guess I know about now. But we're going to Jamaica on Friday. We're staying for a whole week. I'll be back next Friday, so What's worth what's worth noting about that is that I'm gonna be gone in Jamaica from Friday to next Friday, so uh, there we, we're not gonna be able to do an episode. Uh, so we're gonna have lots of time to like. Hannah said no Hearthstone on vacation, but well, you know what? If I, if I know, know anything about partying, Hannah, it's that there will be a point where she passes out, and there will be a point where I'm conscious. I think you should just play it all day, every day, anyways. Cause like, why not? I mean, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that, like, we go to, like, a really nice romantic, like, dinner that looks over the ocean, and then I'm just, like, have my phone under the table. Yeah. Her stone. Yeah. And then exactly. if she, like, tries to, like, say something where she's, like, and then I just, like, I just gaslight her, you know? Yes. Not actually. I promise I'm not going to do that. I'm not it's a bad guy. The perfect it's, it's, relationship. It's for comedy. It's for comedy, I swear. Um, but I'm really excited. We're going to have a great time. We've both been looking forward to this so much, and honestly, with all the... With everything that's been happening recently, I definitely need it. She's been really stressed out, so she needs it too with how much she's been working at the hospital. So, yeah, we're both really excited for that. But other than that, Hearthstone is amazing. And I can't wait to talk about, like, these past, not only these patch notes, but, like, all the decks I've been playing right now. And, uh, but we're going to have to wait a minute because I want to hear about how Wee Wee Man's life has been going and hopefully it's been going better than mine. So, Just a little bit because I didn't have that happen to my car. So, <laughs> But uh, yeah, this this whole past week has been super busy for me. Like I've, I've started working on a game with one of our other friends uh, and that's been taking a lot of time. Uh, so I've been doing a lot of that, just like working. Um, the a big highlight of my entire week was Private Merc uh, and Hannah came, and we all like hung out with our friends. That was really fun. Aside Jesse from, like, made us work. these gua- What are they called? Chili guaros. Chili guaros. A chili. Don't. If I don't like Bloody <laughs> Marys, so if you want a shot that's just like a shot of bloody mary but really spot with tabasco in it like then you should drink this but if that sounds horrible to you you should not drink this <laughs> yeah no i love them uh but yeah that, that was a great night um and uh yeah and then casually i've been playing more street fighter uh that's like been the new game that all of our gamer friends play now, not instead of Overwatch. I got Thank it. Me and Sean, me and Sean, the guy that we man's working on the video game with, we somehow got it. Like everyone's into it, and I like tried to get people into five, and like didn't happen. But so, something about six, and I'm pretty sure it's modern controls because I think yeah. all our all our. But like, I don't that I don't care because I have friends to play Street Fighter with. So yeah, it's it's just Smash now. 
And and doesn't uh you you get like a damage nerf if you It's like 20 it's like 20%. Yeah, like that I feel like that is fair for sure. Um So yeah, that's been my week. Pretty pretty uh simple week. Nothing compared to the weeks prior. Um, well, with your yeah. if you have nothing else to say about your week, we can get into the news section. Yes, let's talk about some Hearthstone news. So, 27.2 patch notes came out uh, last Thursday, and uh, these are these patch notes have a table of contents. Like, these are the fattest patch notes. Compared to the last patch notes, where it was like, Lab Constructor and Solid Alibi have <laughs> both been increased by one mana. This is like a novel. So... Before we get into our main section of the show, where we talk about our decks and uh, you know do 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 with the matchup mashup, we're gonna do we're actually gonna talk about these patch notes because it's probably some relevant stuff for the meta. A lot of standard, a uh, lot of standard buffs and a few really uh, notable standard nerfs that are going to impact um, the two top decks in the meta, as well as Nature Shaman, the deck I'm playing this week, and uh, an interesting nerf to uh thaddeus that we can talk about but before we get into those standard changes uh we're not a bg's podcast so we're not gonna go crazy with it but i do think that this stuff is really interesting and i'm definitely gonna try it out so we're gonna talk about we're just gonna talk about the the bg's uh updates so bg season five is coming out and with this is anomalies so anomalies are there's been a lot of things in BG's history. There's been quests, which you remember, right? Wee Wee Man, you played with yeah. quests. There's been quests, there's been buddies, there's been Dark Moon Fair tickets. These are like modifiers that change how BG's is played. And this is, um, these are called anomalies. So what an anomaly is, are they're randomly set at the start of the game. Uh, I'm assuming before you pick your hero, so you can actually, like... If, if, if it was, like, you pick your hero and then the anomaly happened, I feel like that would suck, because, like, you definitely can choose certain anomalies based on certain heroes. So, uh, the rates of these anomalies will vary. Some will be more common than others. Some will be extremely rare. And some heroes will be banned um, when you choose, like, uh, the when the anomaly happens, some heroes just won't be offered, because some heroes would be understandably busted with certain anomalies. And I'm actually looking at the patch notes right now, and it does specifically say that you will know the anomaly when you are picking your hero. So, do you have the patch notes up, Wee Wee Man? Yeah. How about you run us through these anomalies at launch? You can run us through some of these, and we can talk about them. So, these are are all the ones that are going to be available live in Battlegrounds happening every game when Season 5 launches. So, we got Prudence of Amethyst, and that is unspent gold carries over to your next turn. If you saved at least five, gain one extra. Interesting. So, you could, like, hoard for, like, a, for, like, some sort of, like, pirate combo or something like that. That could be kind of interesting. Yeah, that would be, that would be cool. Um, Anti-Gravity Stadium, and this is minions in the tavern have their attack and health swapped. Also interesting. I mean, I'm sure there's a ton you can do with that. I'm not good enough at BGs to to know anything off the top of my head, but yeah. Then uh, the next one's Might of Kazgaroth, and at the end of your turn, set your left and rightmost minions attack to the higher of the two. 
Interesting. So you put your biggest thing on the left, smallest thing on the right. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot of these, actually. So we don't... We, I mean, unless you want... We don't have to cover every single one, but... Um, some of the really interesting ones, I think... I think all heroes are Sired and Athreus. Sired and Athreus's hero power is... Uh, discover a quest at the start of the game so this is like oh you can have quests now like it's like quests are back if that anomaly happens so that's really cool because like some i liked quests a lot i'm not a frequent bgs player but i'm sure there's some that like quests were their favorite time in bgs and now denathries is like hey you can still get them now so the golden arena is kind of wacky what's that one the all minions are golden but you do not get triple rewards interesting yeah i think the the you only need two copies of a minion to make it golden that's pretty interesting too yeah this is great this was probably so much like stuff they had to code like it's just so the many. oops all blank is only those uh is it what is it um oh okay the number of minions so five if it was like oops all beasts or oops all pirates or whatever it's five times that like more likely to get that type so like it's pretty much gonna well, that's gonna, that would be pretty interesting, and there's also an all uh, like the Denathrius one. There's also an all buddies are in the tavern, and buddies are like an older mechanic. Um, so buddies being in the tavern is is uh, also a cool cool shout back or callback. So and these are pretty cool, and then there's uh, a few more coming through patch twenty seven point two. So after uh, each week, they're gonna start adding a few more ones, and some of these are. Only Tavern Tiers 3, 4, 5, and 6 exist. Only Tavern Tiers 1, 2, 3, and 4 exist. Everything's on fire. Sounds so fun. At the start of the game, everyone takes 30 damage. And then whenever another hero dies, you heal for 5. That's crazy. So that's really interesting. And Dev comment on that one. This is The fine. meme. The <laughs> meme. <laughs> um... Yeah, so anomalies. I am. I'm not gonna be like make the claim that these are gonna make me a BGs player. But when these come out, these are definitely gonna make me uh, give BGs another try because I like BGs. Yeah. I play it from time to time. But um, I, I mean, these seem really interesting. So yeah, I'll probably play. Well, I haven't played in a while, but I'd, I'll probably play when this comes out. So uh, we don't need to talk about all of the updates, but there is a new hero, Thorim. And he's, at the start of the game, uh, he, he has passive hero powers, choose your champion. And after you spend 65 gold, you discover a tier 7 minion. And you say tier 7, question mark, and Thorm says tier 7, exclamation <laughs> point. <laughs> because there are now tier 7 minions. Can you and only get the tier 7 minion through that guy? There, um, there's, um, there's an anomaly, I believe. I think there's gonna be an anomaly that makes tier, and I don't see it, actually. Um, I'm pretty sure, uh, I've seen, uh, yeah, Tavern Secrets of Norganon Anomaly. Tavern Tier 7 exists, start the game with 10 additional armor. So, Thorim or the anomaly, um... And Thorim, like all new heroes that come out, like Denathrius 2, uh, every single BG's game for the first two weeks when this patch launches, Thorim will be offered to one of the eight players in every lobby. So uh, you're always going to have a chance to maybe get Thorim, 12.5% chance to get Thorim every single BG's game for two weeks after this comes out. So that's cool. 
Um, obviously, some hero updates to hero powers. Uh, if you really want to get this granular, you should go take a look at the patch notes. They're on the Hearthstone website. We're not going to talk about all of the new minions they're putting in, all of the new minions they're taking out, uh, all of the, the hero changes. But what we are going to talk about is we're going to briefly cover the tier 7 minions because I think that's something, uh, I think that's something worth like just discussing. I think there's only about seven, eight of them. Uh, or there's actually, oh my goodness, there's actually kind of a lot. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Hmm. What are you thinking, William Man? Do we talk, do we mention all 14 real quick or do we just talk about a few? Um, I, th I would say if there's any like that are sticking out to you, you should talk about them. Uh, Papa um. Bear is hilarious. He's a 12 12 and his death rattle is summon three Mama Bears. And Mama Bear is that uh -huh. tavern, that the minion, the four four. Whenever uh, any beasts you summon come in with an extra plus four plus yeah. four. Oh, that's cool. That's the interesting thing about that one is it's like you really want to like have death rattles that summon a bunch of stuff. And so when this dies, you're getting three Mama Bears. That's taking up like almost half of your board. So I feel like it's gonna take a really big brain to like use this to its maximum potential. Yeah. Um, another one is Recurring Nightmare. There's a 5-5 five, five Undead, and its death rattle is, uh, give a different friendly Undead death rattle summon a Recurring Nightmare. So, as long as you can keep your, like, like, this never ends as long as you have another Undead up. Oh my god. Um, that, that, that seems like it would be the most busted, like, out of all the ones I'm looking at right now, that seems like it would be the most... It seems really cool. The question is just, like, if it just... Like, you're gonna put... I feel like you put this far left, because you want this to die right away. But the problem is, it's, like, it's, it's like pretty... Like, 5-5 five, five is pretty not great. Um, yeah. But we'll, we'll see. Like, you're gonna have all your undead synergies that, like... You're gonna have all of your other cards that say when an undead dies, when you summon an undead, undead, undead. So, like, we'll see how that goes. Um... There was another one I wanted. There was another one I wanted to talk about. I mean, the Boommobile's crazy. A twelve, twelve, magnetic, reborn, divine shield, taunt, and wind fury. The magnetic is what makes this the craziest because you stick this on a mech that you've buffed, and suddenly that mech has every keyword now. Especially the most important, probably being wind fury. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And last, the one other one I want to talk about is the Granite Guardian. Oh, it's a one, it's a one seventeen taunt, and whenever this is attacked, it reduces the attacker's health to one. Oh my god! So these are, I mean, are there any that you wanted to talk about, or they're all? You should, everyone should also go take a look at these. Like these are all real. These make me excited to play BGs, and I'm not a BGs player. Yeah, same. Oh, so, so what's next down in the patch notes? We got... No, no looking, no looking. There's going to be a, a Battlegrounds track, uh, like, like the season pass, just like the standard one. But there is the first ever direct to wild uh, set coming out. And it's a full set, 147 cards. It's not a mini set. It's going to be packed. It's going to have its own packs. And it's launching with... 34 brand new cards and 113 buffed wild cards. And if you own these wild cards already, 
have no fear. You will you will get these the buffed versions no free of charge. So, um, so I'm gonna before I talk about these, there's an expansion called the uh, what was it? Not Madness of the Dark. Uh, Whispers of the Old Gods. And Whispers of the Old Gods had Cthune. Wee Wee Man, do you know that you know like the old Cthune where you had to play all four of his body parts, but do you know the OG Cthune? Mm-mm. So the OG Cthune, you should peep my peep my screen. So the OG Cthune was this guy. He was a ten mana six six with battle cry. Deal damage equal to this minion's attack, randomly split among all enemies, including possibility of face and you're like well that's that's pretty bad right that's not great yeah but you had a ton of cards in your deck that for example blade of Cthune, destroy a minion add its attack and health to your Cthune. or there was an eight cost uh if your Cthune was dead reshuffle a Cthune back into your deck and there was a bunch like two mana like two there was a two mana two three give your Cthune plus two plus two 4 mana, 4, 2, Divine Shield, give your Cthune plus 2, plus 2. So you're making your Cthune ginormous throughout the course of the game and then slamming like a 30-30 Cthune that then that then uh, splits 30 damage among all enemies. So yeah. it was really fun. I loved that set. Um, so one of the callbacks that we're getting this set is I Stalk of Cthune. I Stalk of Cthune is a 4 mana, 1-1 one, one taunt lifesteal. And it's whenever your Cthune gains attack or health, this does too, wherever it is. So that seems pretty interesting in the Cthune archetype. And then we have Totally Totems. What do you think of this card, Wee Wee Man? Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. I like how it says five in all caps. And... Do you know what? Do you do you remember what the fifth totem is? Wasn't it a? Is it a spell damage? Yes, Wrath of Air Justice for Wrath of Air Totem. And I think this is really cool. Like, I love the theme of this. It's the Caverns of Time, and it's they're try the dragons are trying to go back in time to change things, and so we're buffing all of these old cards. And, like, this card, like, we're bringing together the four current standard totems and the old totem they, like, they took out of Shaman. Like, I love, like, the theme of this set. Yeah, no, that's cool. And then there's also going to be signature versions of iconic wild cards, apparently. So we don't need to talk about the 113 wild cards getting buffed, but uh, <laughs> there's a lot, and there's some really huge buffs. So uh, give that a look whenever you get a chance. And past that, we have the official launch of Twist. So, you know, Twist was in beta when we did the uh, whatever the first format was called, where it was only class cards the first ever season of twist is coming out september 1st so like two weeks from now not even and it's the wonders format which is all sets from legacy up to mean streets of gadget sam including the new caverns of time set so it's like a it's like a vintage or whatever some kind of like historic like magic format where it's like the first ever set through like the first like three to four years of hearthstone um, and there's going to be no Demon Hunter or no Death Knight, obviously, because uh, those classes did not exist yet. <laughs> so, and uh, no special rules. It's just nostalgia. It's like we're buffing all of these old wild cards. We're giving you the first three to four years of Hearthstone and just like have some nostalgia. And 
If you didn't play during that time, like I know Wee Wee Man didn't play when any of these sets were out, they are going to have, they have not shown anything, but they have said in addition to this new set with all those packs, they're going to have specific offerings, uh, haven't said what yet, but there's going to be ways for people like Wee Wee Man or any listeners out there that didn't play to, uh, get some of these cards and, uh, be able to actually play this format. Nice. So you think you're gonna you think you're gonna play that format or nah? I would try like if it's not super expensive to get like a deck I like I would I would play. I I'm gonna Twist do it was even fun if last it is time. super expensive. So. <laughs> but you have those cards. You have like such a full collection. I don't really have any of those. Oh. Uh, but I don't care. Hearthstone's already taken all my money. I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter at this point. And on August 22nd, which is actually tomorrow, is uh, a blog with, uh, they're going to reveal some more of these new cards that are coming in this new set, so that's exciting as well. Nice. Um, with that out of the way, I think that since I've rambled about nostalgia and so many things for like 15 minutes, I think Wee Wee Man should uh, tell us a little bit about the buffs and nerfs. To the standard, standard balance changes. Yes, so Hollow Hound is getting nerfed. His health is going to four from six. Um, what are your so what are yeah, your thoughts we on were, that? Yeah, me and Private Merc were talking about this earlier, and kind of I, I feel like we both agreed that like the nerf to its health like won't really matter that much. And I know you had some reasons for. It. I just feel like if you're gonna nerf it, like you you should have nerfed the attack for it like i think it should have went to two like i feel like it's, it is strong to say, like i feel like it will matter but i feel like cutting that the this health by two is like so much less impactful than if we had cut the attack by even one like it's, yeah. it's going to make a difference it's going to be a worse card like it has two less health but it it, it like you're still going to be able to trade heal for nine and then probably this isn't going to be dead because unless you have to you're not going to attack into the four the four attack thing you're going to attack into the thing next to it <laughs> so that you yeah. can just cleave that four attack thing and then unless they have spells or like the a mage hero power or something uh they're still going to have to attack into this so yeah and we'll, if we'll people are see. if people are using that card to um i don't know the name of it uh, the trample card like that doesn't that doesn't help with that like if that eventually becomes a problem uh, always a bigger jormongar yeah yeah that card because like i i don't i haven't seen that much but i know you've been talking about it. like i don't know what if what if that i don't, I don't know i feel like the devs are, are smarter than i am so they probably like know it's gonna be okay but yeah I yeah know. i feel like th i feel like they really do want it to be worse because they could have just made it a 3-5, but they knocked two whole health on it, off it. So it's they they must they must be better at Hearthstone than me. Because I, I, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So the next one is Costume Singer going uh, from two attack to one attack. Um, which, uh, you actually play with this card a lot, so you should talk about how you feel on that. This was the best card to have on turn one at Secret Hunter, because... You're, it's like thing of like patches the pirate if you remember that card or like you're thinning your deck out so that 
you're less likely to draw your secrets later because you don't really want to draw a secret for turn, right? Like, you never want to draw a secret for turn in your secret deck, whether you're secret rogue, whether you're secret mage, whether you're secret hunter. Like, with rogue, you want to snag them with private eye. With mage, you want to draw them through, like, other cards that say draw a secret. Like, and with hunter, you want to draw them with this. Or with mage, you draw them with this. Like, you don't want to actually... So it's cool, funny about secret decks because it's like... You never actually want to be drawing your secrets, like, for turn. So, this would draw the secret for you, essentially making it so, like, like you, you, you're not losing any cards in your hand. You're at a net neutral with cards in your hand, because you play this and you draw a secret. And you're more likely to draw better cards later, and it's a 2-1, so play this turn one unless they're demon hunter or they're coining out a hero power which if they're major druid like a rogue even like that is the correct play like it is correct to coin hero power this that is how good this is um yeah. so just it doesn't need to have all of that utility and value and also have a good attack line stat line so they cut it down by one and i think that's thing that's cool with me yes sir so uh, we also got a nerf to Bioluminescence, sadly. It's going to four mana from three mana. Bioluminescence um, unplayable for a year and then is good for for three weeks and they nerf it. It's gone. Yeah, I think it's going to be, I don't know. I feel like Nature Shaman is definitely going to feel the hit uh, for that cost. I feel like more. Nature Shaman is going to feel the hit. Like, I feel like you can still just play Hound Hunter and Costume Singer. Like, you can just play the same 30 cards, and, like, it's going to feel worse, but, like, you can still do it. I feel like you're going to need to change your deck list with this nerf to bio. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then we have Thaddeus, who is, uh, his, his whole text is just changing, or, like, what he does. And instead of making all your you know, whatever polarity you are, whatever, uh, instead of making all those cards cost one, he makes your cards cost four less now, um, which, uh, Private Merc was saying, like, it, it's, like, maybe not a nerf, because, like, what were you it saying? It could almost like, be a side grade, because, like, I mean, we'd have to look, we'd have to pull up every Warlock card and look, but this comes out odd, like, this drops odd, right, because that's Thaddeus's base text. Um, you're odd. So, you, you get this, you cheat this out, you still cheat this out. Like, like, I don't know, I, I, I will need to look, but, like, that's, like, your reverbs are free, you can do free, um, what's the, uh, uh, scourge supplies, right? Like, um, yeah. I feel like you, there's just, like, you can do a lot of, like, things for free now, whereas before, like, you could still do reverb, and you'd still do scourge supplies, and you're paying one for that, and that's still still better than than paying three like that yeah. is still better but now it's free. symphony of sins will still cost one like it's five it's five it goes down to one like that's still like I, i'm just i'm just interested because like you're no longer going to be able to play this and then like play sargeras and then play jiraxis and then like just like win the game on the spot yeah but this like opens up just like it's going to become a different type of deck and could possibly i don't I don't know if it, 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 it could be better. Like, I'm not saying it is. It's I'm not saying it's likely. I'm saying that this is an interesting nerf in the sense where it could actually, it could get better. 
It's probably is not going to, but it's like as opposed to all of these other nerfs, which are like the card is worse now. This like changes how it functions, and I think that's I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think so too. I think it it will definitely open up a different route when you play when you uh, cheat them out, which is cool. But uh, those were all the nerfs. And now we're going to talk about some buffs that we're getting. And the first one is uh, down with the ship. And, uh, and and the change of this one is that uh, before you had to, it was deal three damage. And if it kills or and if it die or deal three damage to a minion, and if it dies, then you get to shuffle two plagues and or random plagues into your opponent's deck. But now it's just uh, deal three damage and then shuffle the two plagues this is huge because this not only do you not have to kill the minion you can just send this face yeah yeah no that is really huge i think that's what that deck needs it needs like a good like be like chipping away at their opponent because like right now it's like not a threat yeah like whereas before it's like the the shaman equips a chisel and then swings and then makes a zero two healing totem with nothing out on board on your turn two. And whereas before you like were like, okay, I guess I have to down with the ship that to put two plagues in their death. Now you you can just go face now. Three damage face yeah. and you get the like that's huge. That's huge. For sure. Okay, and then uh Mythical Terror is uh going to be uh having one more attack. Uh so yeah, I I haven't played with that card. I don't it's just really? weird because it's like I don't see why we run this in Big Demon Hunter because Big Demon Hunter, like, you want to cheat out the demons that are dealing damage to them. Like, I don't think we're, like, ramping up to cheat out a thing that heals us. Like, I guess we could be, but I, I, that's also not the meta we're currently playing in. Granted, lots of balance changes are coming, but, like, we're not currently playing in a meta where we need to heal because decks are killing us from full life. So Yeah. Like, you cheat this out on turn six, you pull it out with your... You pull it out with your naga the wrath scale naga or whatever that thing is called the the six cost summon a demon from your deck and then the nature shaman does its turn and hits you for 30 like or the mage just or the mage just says like they alibi until they can sift you like i don't uh, but like the meta is gonna change and like it is a better card now like it is a better card now so um the next one is frost lotus seedling um you still draw one card when it's a seedling, and you draw two cards when it's uh, b- blossomed, but uh, the armor changed, so now you gain one more armor when, in the seedling and two more armor with the uh, blossomed version of it, um, which that's also another card I don't play with, so I can't speculate much, but I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I feel like, like they fine, really wanted this blossom stuff to work. And the Blossom, the one cost, the Saplings, and the, the, the Treants, that card is really good. Like, and, yeah. and this card is not played at all. And I think that they really wanted the Blossoms. There's, like, an achievement for Blossoming your stuff. Like, I think they really, like, liked this Blossom thing, and they want this to work. The problem is, the only good Druid deck right now is Drum Druid, and, like, your cards in Druid that say draw a nature spell... Like, you really want to be drawing, like, your drum circle and your cultivation. And you don't want to play a card that says draw a nature spell and then draw a frost lotus seedling. 
So yeah. I think this card has a home. It's better now. Uh, its home is not currently in any of the current Druid decks, though. Um, the next one is Disciple of Amethyst. And what happened to this? Uh, it's mana cost got reduced to five. And its health is going down by one. Yeah, so it went from a 6-4-6 six, six to a 5-4-5. Five, five. And this, since you probably don't know what it is, because uh, it doesn't see play, is it's at the end of your turn, summon a 2-2 two, two Earthen that gains plus 2-2 two, plus two for each other Earthen you've summoned this game. I mean... I think it could have even stayed a 5-mana 4-6. Like, Earthen Paladin is uh, absolutely unplayable. And they're only buffing one of the Earthen cards. It's the one that comes out, like, the latest. And I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure if this is going to be enough to make Earthen Paladin playable. Yeah. Um, so the next one is tier or tire or whatever tier probably tier yeah. uh tier okay um and it's uh going from seven mana to six mana uh which i think is pretty good the thing so. about the thing about tier at seven mana was you have the titan the countess the leviathan and anachronos all cost seven so like it was just like and all of those are, uh, like, Anachronos is situational, but the Titan, Leviathan, Countess, all of those are just better seven drops. So, like, no one was really playing tier, and they want tier to see play, so they brought it down to six. Um, like, if this and the Disciple of Amethyst buff are enough, like, maybe I can see, like, Maybe, maybe Earthen Pouting it's good, because that 2 is always going to hit a 2-2 two, two Earthen, as long as you don't play any other 2 attack dudes, and then the, then the Earthen will then get its buff. So, maybe, but also, I'm just, I'm just not sure. Um, I'd like it, I'd like Earthen Pouting to be good. I, I think, I like playing a bigger and bigger dude every turn is, is a fun thing to do, but, um, I guess it's we'll, also. We'll just, it would also be different, finally, from Pure Paladin. I, like I mean, if you think even for a second that Earthen Paladin isn't going to be pure also, like, you're just kidding yourself. God, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next card that got buffed is Astral Automaton, and he's going from a 1 attack, 1 health, to a 1 attack, 2 health. Yeah, let me tell you the thing about Astral Automaton. It's not the fact that he has bad base stats. It's the fact that his archetype is not good. <laughs> yeah. So, I this makes him better for those Astral Automaton jo enjoyers. And I am happier for them because they get to win a little bit more now. But uh, yeah. I don't see this making its way into the meta. Yeah, I've never seen that deck. Um, next card is Felstring Harp. And this is going from two mana to one mana, which I think I think that's going to be pretty huge because uh, I don't know I can't really think like what what do you normally play on turn one with warlock like with warlock on turn one so the thing okay so I mean like imps has not been good for a while but you could play the librarian but in a regular warlock deck like probably. Probably just tour guide, honestly. Or tour guide and armor vendor are your are your uh, you're probably your your regular one drops. I think the thing about this is, unless if you're playing against an aggro deck, this makes the card. I mean, it's 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 way better now. Like, but unless you're playing against an aggro deck, 
and they play a one-drop or any deck that plays a one-drop, you're going to play this on turn one, whether you're first or second, and then you're going to hear a power, and then, like, it... Like, I guess you just don't take damage for the hero power. Like, that's good enough, but it's not healing you, you know? Because you're not, you're probably yeah. not going to be damaged on turn two. But I do, I guess getting it out one is, I, actually, the more I think of it, the more it's like you're just not taking damage from the hero power, so that's good enough. So that actually is, it's gonna, I don't think this card was bad before. I just don't think, like, Warlock was good enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they probably just want to try to make warlock a little better which i think that that gives them that gives them a nice turn one play so yes um uh so then the next card is blade storm and it is going from a three mana card to a two mana and um, we get into the warrior cards they buffed like four warrior cards yeah yeah um but i don't know uh what do you think about this going to two mana like, Bladestorm is a bad card. Like, Bladestorm is not a good card. But, with it being all the way down to two mana now, like, it's almost like you can kind of just think of it as, like, a bash or something. You know, like, the two mana uh, deal three damage, gain three armor. Like, you can kind of just play it on two now to, like, they play a two drop and then you Bladestorm. Or if you know they're, like, a deck like Drum Druid that's going to fill their board up with, like, five things that all have the same life then you can hold it but in otherwise it's just a two mana single target removal which is not phenomenal but like like at three mana bladestorm was, was was like you didn't feel good to play but you had to play it because you didn't have anything else yeah so it's better now um we'll have so... to see if it's enough I don't, I'm, like, I'm not going to say it's enough, but it's definitely better. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we have Stone Skin Armor going down to two mana from three. And its attack is now two instead of three. And its health is now two instead of four. Yeah, so with three, three, four, two, 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 two. That's a pretty fat stat line nerf, but you don't care about this thing's stats. And I'll tell yeah. you from the Blackrock Warrior that I played that it was almost impossible to get my armor to change and, like, also be happy that I'm playing this because you don't want that to be your whole turn. You want to, like, fit this in on top of your turn and just making it a two-mana draw, too. Like, you don't care about its stats at all. So, uh, this, this is... This was already... This is already really good. Like, even though it was awkward, like, it was already pretty good, and now it's it's even better, so... Yeah. Um, and then Craftsman Hammer, uh, what is this doing? I didn't read this one yet. It used to be after you attack and kill minion, gain four, mar four armor, and now it's just whenever you attack, gain four armor. Oh, yeah. And, if you've played Odin, this is always, you're gonna attack for seven, if you have this out. That's amazing. So, this is a lot better now, because this is also better in the sense where, like, before, uh, we're again going to quote Shaman, because that's the deck I've been playing this week. But, like, again, like, the, the totem, the, the Shaman, the Nature Shaman, would, like, chisel or hero power or whatever. And, and as Warrior, like, as Warrior, you want to kill your opponent. You are actively trying to kill your opponent. Whereas before, you were like, I have to point this hammer at their stupid totem so that I can gain four armor. 
now you can just go face and also gain four armor and that is yes like, that's good that's good for sure this is nine damage face for 12 armor for four mana split across three turns that's i said a lot of numbers and now you're gonna say yeah that's good so yes all right and then we have trial by fire and it's going from seven mana to six mana which i initially thought this card should should have been like six mana because it's just like it was when i played the odin warrior early on that had like this card in it um and the craftsman hammer it just it was like i don't know sometimes it was good um but if i needed it to stay alive it's just like i'm not alive by turn seven uh and like six mana definitely ups uh the potential for you to be able to use this card to stay alive like, and with some lot. of those warrior cards like the the elemental like with the reduction spells you could even get this down to like five and like yeah really easy now and that's 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 good for five so i mean i hope so like it was bad at seven gonna be yeah. better at six like i hope i honestly think six. this card like could be like a five cost and it would be fine i mean i literally i, I think of uh expendable performers do you remember that demon hunter card yes the summon seven one ones with rush if they all die summon seven more one ones with rush and that is yeah. like a three-year-old card so i'm not really sure after i thought about that you know like compared to this like this definitely can be six mana like for definitely. sure um and wow we're like 45 minutes in um there's some other stuff too there's gonna be an event like you know the events where you're gonna do some things there's gonna be uh it's gonna be actually a twist event you're gonna be able to get some old standard packs a signature uh wild card and sorry not old standard i guess yeah old standard packs but that's just called wild and uh yeah, so you're going to get be able to get a Grand Tournament pack, a Goblins and Gnomes pack, Main Streets of Gadgets and pack, Whispers of the Old Gods pack, and then two Caverns of Time packs. And then lastly, uh, to wrap this up, there's going to be another Heroic Tavern Brawl. Sadly, this is a wild Heroic Tavern Brawl, so I probably won't be participating. Yeah, same. Woo! Well... That, that was, was a lot of news. A lot of news, but with but it was worth covering because that was a lot. Like people need to know this stuff, you know. Yes. So, life and Hearthstone, really briefly, Jesse, or I, I'll go first because you're gonna go into your deck first. So, really briefly, I'm just gonna talk about the decks I've been playing. So, I've been playing a lot the past two weeks. I've been playing Pure Paladin, Undead Priest, um nature shaman and secret hunter uh the one i'm gonna be talking about this week is is nature shaman but pure paladin and undead priest just you know your board based boys your aggro board based decks they're not really don't really have that many new cards but like i just really want to play with all the titans and amethyst and undead priest sorry amethyst and uh pure paladin is really really good especially against hound hunter pure paladin actually counters hound hunter it's one of the reasons I like playing it. Um, star power, hound, all that stuff, getting reduced to just two damage. Uh, feels really, really good. Uh, and Amethyst and Undead. Oh my gosh, I said it again. 
Uh, Amon Thule, they both start with an A, bro. Amon Thule, <laughs> an undead priest, is crazy. If you just, like, do your stuff, you're like, I'm gonna play a one-drop, and then I'm gonna play a two-drop, and then I'm gonna play my location, and then I'm gonna play a four-mana five-four, and then I'm gonna, like, play the rest of my hand, and then on turn seven, you Amon Thule, and you can either clear their board or make a six drop and then discover like an aggressive legendary and Amonthul's actually really good in that deck. And then lastly, Secret Hunter. Um I mean, you literally I'm not kidding when I say you always go face with everything, always, and you win games. Like you never, ever, 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 ever trade with this deck. And that is the correct way to play this deck. So uh, I mean, like, unless they have a giant life steal, then you, then you cast a star power on it to kill it, but you're still not trading, <laughs> so. Um, and I'll talk about Nature Shaman later, but with all that out of the way, I want Wee Man to talk about his week in Hearthstone, and then he can pivot into his analysis of his deck. Yes. Okay, so my week in Hearthstone has been, um, kind of minimal, sadly, uh, like I, I've still I've still played every day, but with working on the game, uh, I kind of got like sidetracked there and like I don't know like spent like a lot of time on that. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna like try my best next week. Uh, we were talking about this. Like I'm just gonna try my best to like see how well I can like balance everything going on and hopefully I can like figure out how to like manage my time better because i think my time management just isn't that great so so yeah not much hearthstone but when i when i did play a few games every day i'd be playing rainbow mage and i played zacko's list from the report that came out a few days ago um this deck i like i liked it at first a little bit but then i think i just like i don't know i think i'm just getting bored of mage kind of when i played burn mage it was a lot of the like same stuff in the early game uh so yeah i i don't know i i I think i like nature shaman more just like the play style of it but this deck is still um pretty fun also it's it's it seems like it had a pretty good pretty good matchups but also for me um, I struggled a lot with Hunter, and I I don't know what it is. I'm just not able to, like, stay alive against the Hunter, like, at all. Um, so that's pretty rough. But then I'm playing weird stuff, too, so um, it balanced out. I, I, I haven't really been climbing. I'm kind of around, like, high plat right now, so hopefully I can get back on it and get into diamond or maybe legend but so yeah it's sad to hear that you're not really liking the deck that much but when you when you were enjoying the deck what 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 specific cards in it did you really like to play um so i really liked infinitize um that card actually i like i know it's like not like really like not even close to being the best card in the deck, but it, it was just like really, I don't know. It was really, uh, er, what am I trying to say? I guess it like gave me a lot of value in games. Like it gave me like specific things that I needed. Like one game I remember just like finding a bunch of solid alibis from it. And I don't know. I just, I thought that was neat 
how that kept happening for me, and it allowed me to eventually combo. You thought that uh, was otherwise I would have been dead. To play five solid alibis. It sounds so. Yeah, fun. yeah. So, so that I like, I like, I like him. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, Elemental inspiration's fun, but it never really like like it won me some games, but when it did, it was like really underwhelming because you would just play the card, and if they had an answer for it, they would do something. And if they didn't, like, they would just concede usually. So it was just, like, I don't know. I, I, I wanted to be able to, like, swing with my Wind Fury and whatever, but people just concede. So, so yeah, and, like, Sif, obviously. But, honest, like, I know Sif can do more damage, but um, I literally like Vexless more. Like, just watching them cast twice, I think, is more fun. Uh, Molten Rune being... A new card, like I, I think that card is really cool, and that's like. Did you get any crazy random spells off it that like made you, like, go off? No, not not usually. Usually, I'm using it in like. Like, like when I'm trying to kill them, but uh, if I use it like before I'm killing them, just like to poke some damage, I I haven't really gotten anything good, sadly. But it's cool. Um... Yeah, but I have I have discovered some huge things off of Discovery of Magic. So, so what yeah, kind of stuff like, you get off it? Um, I think the coolest thing is when I would get uh, what is that? Is it called Nourish? The yeah. five costs. Yeah, when I've gotten that, it's super huge. I always just like gain the two mana, and then I just feel like God because I'm a mage with <laughs> the ramp. So so that's probably been my favorite discover off that. But uh So what's your general what's your general maul again with this deck? Um I'd say normally I'm fine with keeping like the weapon Prismatic Elemental is like my um like no matter what matchup I'm playing, like I'm fine with having Prismatic Elemental in my hand. Um it's nice to have like the weapon and cold case together, especially when you have coin. Because like, like those are the games going... you win. I feel like that's like those like no matter what. I feel like I feel like that's like what you want in any matchup. But yeah. I don't know. I also don't play Rainbow Mage, so maybe not. I mean, it's it's definitely really huge. Um, but yeah, Cosmic Keyboard's also huge, and um, against like if I'm going against a uh, a deck that's like like I'm trying to think of a deck that I played against that was like this. Like I played a lot of warlocks and I, I started to keep reverberations for the warlocks. Reverb is like uh, so good in like so many matchups. Like you can reverb yeah. their Mukla and Hunter, you can reverb any Titan against anything, you can reverb the Mechrogue's big mech and kill it, you can reverb like I I, I, I I'm looking at stats right now, and it says Reverb is kept 12% of the time, and I just don't understand it, because no matter what deck I'm playing at Top Legend, when my opponent Reverb's on 3, I, like, almost always lose. Huh. That's kind of weird. Because, yeah, I, I don't ever Reverb on 3. Like, I, I normally just, like, Reverb something big. Or, well, I'm yeah, also that's, playing that's an crazy. aggressive decks, and then I, like... I like oh, yeah. re I like 
play a click clocker and then magnetize and I have a 5-5 divine shield and then they reverb it and then they like hero power it and then they have a 5-5 divine shield and then I'm mech rogue and I like can't pop the shield and then if I play anything they can trade and it's like I, I like I don't it's it's yeah it's, no, that and that's seems just pretty... that's just mech rogue it's like good yeah. it's good against every deck but in specific ways yeah um so yeah but yeah matchup specific like reverb felt pretty nice to keep uh, especially against warlock and um besides i don't know which decks i've mentioned yet i should probably look at my show notes but um yeah so i saw the decks i saw were nature shaman i saw mech rogue warlock like i was just talking about um I saw some Plague Death Knights and the, like, Totem uh, Nature Shaman, and then I saw a few Control Warriors. So, like, not much, uh, not much Paladin. Like, I, I, haven't, I hadn't seen any Paladin, sadly. Um, yeah, and then I don't even know if people play Demon Hunter <laughs> anymore, so. Like, so, Relic yeah. is playable, but, oh, oh, um, Outcast is really good. Yeah, that's what I saw in the report. But no exactly. one really plays it except for my sad opponents at Top Legend because they really want to win. Because it doesn't run... It doesn't even run the Titan. Like, it is 30... It, there is not a single card from Titans in it. Oh, God. Yeah, that sounds boring. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I guess with uh, Nature Shaman... Usually, uh, I'll, I'll... Like I said, I'll, I'll keep, like, a Cosmic Keyboard... Um, prismatic elemental and um, yeah and like cold case pretty much uh, the matchups tough when my opponent is like like I can tell when my opponent like is doing things right and being like aggressive with like just drawing cards and just being proactive like those matchups are pretty hard for me unless I'm able to get solid alibi that card is just super huge against Nature Shaman. And, like, and that's the argument of, like, why Solid Alibi is good at Top Legend is because, like, you're talking about how you really try hard to discover it against Nature Shaman. Like, that's why some people just hard run it in their decks. Yeah. And it is literally, it is that matchup. It is not, it is not really anything else. Yeah, so, so my list is, uh... Like I said, the one uh, that Zacho made a few days ago, but um, it's not a very popular list, it seems, like when I'm looking on HS Replay, and mine doesn't run the solid alibis, so um, yeah, that is one thing, so, um, but I, the amount of nature shamans I saw was pretty minimal, um, I saw a few mech rogues, and uh, I just pretty much play this deck like a control deck against a mech rogue um that's another one where like the cosmic keyboard cold case is really nice it's also good to have arcane artificer because um artificial with some cold case is stupid yeah yeah no that's so good so like those are the kinds of things you want to have prismatic elementals like fine at least it's a body and you're discovering something and making it cost one less which is great but you definitely, yeah, I feel like this is, like, I didn't do it, but 
um, hearing Private Merc's experience, it, it seems like you, you might want to keep reverberations. Yeah, uh, like, even if the they Mac don't Rogue. do, even if you're not doing it to copy a giant thing, like, MechRogue has trouble killing things, so, like, if you copy, like, a 1010, they low-key might just need to hear a power dagger it, and even if, worst-case scenario, you reverb one of their giant things, and then you hero power it. Like, that's, like, the worst-case scenario. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. So, so yeah, that reverberations. Um, yeah, you just want to, like, come out the gate playing like you're you're just trying to stay alive. And then, eventually, you'll be able to play huge elemental inspirations or... Um, like have a big sift turn which you're probably going to yeah i don't know i guess you could win with either depending on how much you're clearing their boards but yeah so mech rogue was uh like kind of i i i wasn't using deck tracker that's another thing i was bad about this week but um i would say like i i was pretty even like in the mech rogue in my mech rogue games um and then i played a lot of warlock this was one I actually played a lot of. The two I played the, the most of were um, Warlock and, honestly, I don't know. Either Nature Shaman or or Mirror Matches, but those were, like, the three big decks. But uh, against Warlock, I found that if they're playing, like, the big stuff, um, as long as you have Reverberations... Like, you, you pretty much win. So that was a really easy matchup. And it's mage, so, like, you still want the same kind of starting hand. Um, but, and then against Curses, I played, like, like two games against Curse Warlock. And that was also easy to win. Uh, you just kind of want to keep your hand more full uh, to avoid any big, like, Curse turns. Um, but other than that, you just play the deck as normal um and then i saw a little bit of plague death knight and this deck was horrible and like didn't do anything that ever pressured me so i, I think like i was 100 percent against plague death knight so yeah it's a it's like kind of not even a real deck um and then like the totem shaman like where they just, like, it seemed like they, like, built their board, like, really fast. I didn't know if they were, like, a nature shaman or more of, like, a totem-oriented shaman. Um, so, but they, uh, the, the, the few I saw, like, I, I lost to them. And I think that's because I was not really expecting them to uh, develop their board so quickly. Um, so... That was that, and then um, I saw a few Odin warriors, uh, but they were pretty easy to kill. As long like I had like like some won, and that's because uh, they just gained a lot of armor, and I wasn't really able to like pressure them. So it was just my fault. I, I like you obviously win those with um, with Rainbow Mage. So, but. Uh, yeah, other than that, that's why it, it was a weird week because I was seeing a lot of decks that just aren't really good, like Warlock and Control Warrior and Plague Death Knight and stuff. Um, Can you like speak to uh, what cards are like? 
other than Sif and Elemental Inspiration, what cards, like, when you played them, like, you feel like that turn was the reason why you were winning games? Um... I'm trying to think. Because you said besides Sif... Oh, well, yeah, I'm looking at Aegis Replay. Yeah. Sif has an 88% played win rate, so obviously not um, her, but... Yeah. Well... Hmm. I guess, like... When I play Lady Nasjar, uh, for the reduction um, ability she has, like as long as you don't die, that you win like the next. Yeah, time. yeah. It's like it's just it's so huge, and it's, um, yeah. That's uh, that's been times like when I've had like really fat hands, and then I play her with the reduction. It's just like, like you know, like. Like, you know they can't kill you on that turn, or at least, you know, like, I wasn't playing against a, like, aggro deck, so I was fine with just dropping a 5-5, but, yeah, I, that, that card's, with that ability, I felt like was, like, a win-the-game card in that sense. Um, like, sometimes reverberations, like, reverberating the right thing. Like, like you uh, said against Chad Locke, like... Yeah, like if you can get their Thaddeus, like that's gigantic. Um, so yeah. As uh, the aggro guy, the card that always made me lose the game is the Undead Priest and is the Pure Paladin, and he's even the Secret Hunter at like as Inquisitive Creation. Like I feel like that's what made me lose. Yeah, against aggro decks, Inquisitive Creation is like so fat. You don't even need to play it's... spells. I literally turned one went like or turn I, I played like three four ones and then my opponent on turn three coined out an inquisitive creation for one to everything and then i just lost like i was like oh my like, God. like and then and then obviously the longer the game goes on the more that's just guaranteed to clear your whole board i was so wrong about that card i said that card was bad and i was really wrong so i think i might have been right about it because I thought I, I... I don't know. Maybe I didn't. But I thought I said that that card would be good. We don't talk about that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. my I feel like my review is a little more... It's, it's going to be way more lame than Private Mercs. Because, yeah, I, I, I did only really play uh, Rainbow Mage this week. Um, so... <coughs> I can't really speak to other matchups like personally um but looking at hs replay stats um i'm looking at diamond through legend and it looks like it has a pretty like overall has a positive win rate uh it just loses the hunter pretty bad it loses the secret hunter even worse um it loses the blood death knight Looks like your worst um, matchup is Blood Death Knight and then Druid. Yeah, Drum Druid beats this, so... Did you even play yeah. against any of those? I know that no, that's kind of a No, literally no. Huh? None? Yeah, no. I know it's a pretty recent meta development. I've been seeing it a lot at Top Legend, but I, I feel like that has yet to actually start going down, like, trickling down the other ranks. Well, that's cool. I mean... I'd be down to see some more druids. It's the third best deck in the game after the hunter decks. Nice. Um. 
So yeah, uh, and then the other ones I I got to touch on pretty much, um, except for Pure Paladin, which uh, this deck uh, annihilates with a sixty-two point two percent win rate. So, so yeah, those are the win rates, and um, yeah, other than that, I can't really speak about my matchup experiences. Otherwise, or uh, and what I said before, uh, more than what I said before. So, yeah, if you're ready to talk about your deck. Yes, Nature Shaman. It's been so long since... Like, Nature Shaman is not Freeze Mage levels of combo, but it's pretty close to, like, a pure combo deck. And I really, really like this deck. So... Like, it is a tempo deck. You do want to be playing minions and fighting on the board with stuff like schooling. You equip your uh, your carving chisel. You play feral spirit wolves. Turn the tides. Uh, but you are building up to a fat combo. And depending on your hand in the matchup, you can almost... You can go all in on the board. Or you can a, completely ignore the board and go all in on the combo. But you are more combo than tempo, I would say. Now, you look to control the board through the early game, like I said, with those resources, and then you look to set up a flash around turn 5, turn 6, uh, and then uh, have some stuff in your hand to make a board. When you flash, you want to have, you want to have like a feral spirit, or you want to have, you want to have feral spirit lightning reflexes, you want to have, you need a bio. You need a bio when you play your flash, because even if you have both bolts, both crashes, like, it's not going to work without at least one bio, which is why that nerf is pretty impactful. Um, but you can make it work with just one bio and a big enough board. But what you need is a bio, uh, at least one board card, like Feral Spirit, probably more than one, though, because, well, it depends if you have the Zapper. If you got a Zapper and you played Enzo, you don't need to. Um, and then preferably at least one lightning reflexes to try and discover either more board or more burn. And that's, uh, kind of how you play this deck. Um, so you can like decide so, in the moment, kind of cool. like if you're, when you use lightning reflexes, if you're going for, um, yeah, going yeah, for board cool. or for burn. And the magic <clears throat> of this deck is the magic of burn sh of nature shaman is sometimes you go in like sometimes you just flash on five or six and like not like even if you don't have the things you need in your hand because if you have some stuff like a flash like or like a lightning reflexes you're like okay i'm just gonna rip it i'm gonna rip it here like whether it's because you're just feeling frisky but more likely because like they're pressuring you on board, or they're a mage, and you know that they're getting close to their combo, or it's the mirror. Like, sometimes you just have to rip it, and you gotta keep in mind that you're gonna be drawing a card at the start of your next turn. You're going to be drawing a card off of the Flash of Lightning, and you're gonna have, if you have a Reflex, you have, like, Discover options. So, one of the really hard things about this deck is realizing when you play that Flash of Lightning... The correct time to play that Flesh of Lightning is not always when you have all of the pieces that you need in your hand, because let me tell you, if you wait to play that Flash of Lightning until you have all the pieces in your hand, you are going to lose. 
because that is not how you play this deck. So checks out. Uh, so my favorite card in this deck is Lightning Reflexes. I love Lightning Reflexes. The versatility of this card. I'll talk about it more in specific matchups. What we look at, what we're looking for. But oh my gosh, this card is so fun. I still like misunderstood when it came out i thought it was instructor fireheart i'm still really sad that it's not instructor fireheart but it's still fun in the sense that i understand why it's not instructor fireheart because i mean come on if they had printed instructor fireheart in a meta with where you could double flash of lightning and then play radiance of ashara and all of your nature spells cost three or less it would just simply be an <laughs> infinite <laughs> so I understand why they couldn't do that, but it doesn't mean I'm not allowed to be sad about it. So, how many how many Crash of Thunders have you played in a single game? I don't have an exact number, but like probably around 4, so probably huge. about. Um so general mulligan and then for decks i'll talk about more specific mulligan general mulligan you always want schooling and no not for the combo to control the board i will talk about that more in specific matchups but schooling is probably the best card to having your mulligan i think in my personal opinion um carving chisel is uh, a decent uh is another really good one to keep and yes the Titan is one of the best cards to keep in your starting hand. I will always keep Golgoneth in my starting hand, regardless of the matchup. I keep Golgoneth even if they are Mech Rogue. That is how good it is to have Golgoneth in your starting hand. Um, and yes, Flash of Lightning, uh, another really good keep. And Enza is more of a, maybe you keep Enza, maybe you don't. Like, I, I don't tend to keep Enza against Hunter and against Mech Rogue. But I'll pretty much keep Enza against anything else. Basically, you don't keep Enza if you think it's a matchup where if you play Enza on 5, you're going to die from the board that they created on 4. Like, that's the types of matchups you don't want to keep Enza in. And then, uh, more questionable keeps that I still do. Uh, I keep Turn the Tides a lot. Um, and I'll keep Flowrider if I have Ancestral Knowledge. Um... And that's about it. Um, I don't really think you want to keep much else. Like, you definitely don't want to keep Bio. You don't want to keep Feral Spirit. You don't want to keep Lightning Bolt. You don't want to keep Lightning Reflexes. Your Crash of... All your combo pieces. Like, you, the only combo piece you want in your starting hand is Flash of Lightning. Because that's that and Bio are, like, the two that you need. And having Flash so that you're able to decide when to go off is really important. So... Okay. Yeah. So, specific matchups uh your two worst matchups are hound hunter and secret hunter so why are these matchups so bad well hound hunter has 35 life and yes that is like noticeable like it is noticeable that hound hunter having 35 life sometimes you aren't able to combo them for 35 but that's not the problem the problem is they are just so aggressive on board, whereas your early game defensive tools are like Schooling, Carving Chisel, and like Feral Spirit, which you don't really want to play on three, but like you're, you're fine with it against Hunter. Like Hunter, if you don't, like for example, if you don't have Schooling and they play Awakening Tremors and then play three four ones, like if you don't have Schooling, 
you're either playing Feral Spirit and then they're killing all your wolves, you're playing Carving Chisel and you're face tanking four attack with a Carving Chisel, or, and like four attack is Nature Shaman against Town Hunter, it's like, that is like so much damage because they just have so much damage output. And then, and if you don't have the Chisel and you don't have the, the schooling and they play Costume Singer on one, you like lost the game. <laughs> like, actually. Um, and as if this matchup wasn't already hard enough, they've also got, um, uh, King Mukla. The fact that King Mukla, sometimes they'll rip it on your, sometimes, like, you'll flash of lightning because you'll need to set up a combo turn, and you're like, alright, I'm really relying on getting, like, drawing a nature spell. Any nature spell, but I'm relying on drawing a nature spell, um, just to have another thing to do on my flash turn, and then they Mr. Mukla, and then your hand gets filled with bananas, and you mill your nature spell, and that feels really awful. Um, Sp Speaker Stomper is a card that Hound Hunter is running right now. It's a card quite a few decks are running, but the thing about Nature Shaman is you're extremely telegraphed in the fact that unless you get the absolute nuts with, like, Radiance of Ashara and somehow can do something bananas. Like, you have to Flash of Lightning. And Flash of Lightning literally might as well be a sign that says Speaker Stomper me, please. Like, and then they will just Speaker Stomper. And then your Flash of Lightning, literally your spells cost more than they normally do. Because <laughs> Speaker Stomper makes them cost two more. And then Flash reduces it by one. And then all of your spells cost one more last turn. I have learned this about decks that run Speaker Stomper. Like, you just cannot afford to double Flash of Lightning. Like, sometimes double Flash of Lightning is really giga, because you're like, double Flash of Lightning! Like, I'm gonna win. If you double Flash and they Speaker Stomper, you, like, lost. Like, you, unless you discover another Flash off of a Lightning Reflexes and are able to do it and survive another turn... Like, they just made, you double flash, and then they make all your spells cost two more next turn. That's a net neutral. And, like, it feels really, really bad. And then the fact that all of your early game pressure, if you somehow manage to get early game chip in with your schooling, with your uh, feral spirits, that with your turn the tides, hit face for three, value trade something, none of that matters because they're going to hollow hound to 35 and you need to combo them from 35 so that matchup is incredibly difficult um i don't really have like i don't have very many tips for it other than you really need to be able to answer their early game with like your schooling with your carving chisel like you need to contest their early game and then also get out your combo early enough that they're not able to pivot to their late game and be able to combo them for pretty much their full life unless you're able to like combo them on five because you go like flash flash on four and then they don't have the speaker stomper like this is just a really hard matchup so next we got secret hunter secret hunter is slightly more bearable than hound hunter in the sense where if you can get to that combo turn you're more likely to kill them they're a 30 health deck they don't heal um, but they are very aggressive, so this is even more important to have your early game stuff to contest, because if you don't, then, like, they will roll you over. So if you don't, this is like, it's like, you want schooling and jizzle, 
against Hound Hunter, you need schooling and chisel against Secret Hunter, or you will you will just lose. Um, yeah, they're gonna like play their early stuff. They're gonna try and get their secrets out, Titan Forge traps, all that type stuff, and then try and pivot to their Star Strung Bow. If you can't flat like. The trick about this is you need to get their Flash of Lightning out before they equip Star Strung Bow. Because if you, if they equip Bow, hit you for six, and then it's your turn and you haven't flashed yet, you're probably gonna die. Because like, that's two, that's twelve damage from the Star Strung Bow to your face, and you haven't flashed yet. So, I guess if there's any advice I had to give, it would be count their secrets. If you're going into like they've done one, or you're going into their fifth turn, it might just be worth it to. To rip the, to rip the flash and just kind of see see what you can do with it. Like maybe you can't combo them, but maybe you're still able to like lightning reflexes some feral spirits, make a really big board and bio it. And then even if you aren't able to, like it's still so rough though, because even if you do that, they can star power it. So just another another tough matchup. But uh, so. Phew, with those out of the way, uh, pretty much every other deck in the game you beat, so <laughs> if they if it doesn't say Rexar, uh, you're doing good. So Mechrogue, Mechrogue is a hard one, um, not a hard one, but like, Mechrogue is an interesting one, where, guess what, you want schooling against Mechrogue. Schooling against Mechrogue is really good, because what makes Mechrogue so good is them snowballing that for to turn one mech, magnetize, magnetize, making it huge. If you just make it so they can't stick a mech, it gets really awkward for them. You schooling their stuff, it gets super awkward to the point where, like, they might just have to turn three, like, play a spider, like, not even magnetized to anything. Um, something I recommend keeping against Mech Rogue is Lightning Reflexes. This is one of the decks where I would keep Lightning Reflexes in my starting hand because... You can use it to find either Hex or Primordial Wave. Both of these, uh, if they magnetize a few mechs onto something and you Hex or, or uh, Primordial Wave it, uh, that's like, that's, that's how you win those. Like, you win those games. Um, mm, yeah, sometimes, like, I don't know if that's actually specifically against Mech Rogue. Turn the Tides is pretty good against Mech Rogue. Um, turn the Tides, the 3-3 three, three can kill uh, can kill the Coppertail Snoop. It can trade value trade into their 2-1s, into their 1-2s, anything like that. So that's a pretty good card against Mech Rogue. Um, honestly, if I'm going first against Mech Rogue, it's like statistically really bad keep. But sometimes I will just keep Novice Zapper if I don't have a schooling because, like, just getting a one drop out, like, if they, if you play that and then they play the one mana one two, like, you're, you're doing just fine. So, um, it's a pretty decent keep. Um, next up, we got... We got Drum Druid. So Drum Druid is super interesting in the sense that it is also kind of a combo deck. That They do kind of the same thing you do, where they sit back for like seven turns. Not seven turns, like five. Um, and then they make like five, four sixes with Taunt, and then they make them six eights, possibly eight tens. Like they make a gigantic board as opposed to you that makes a gigantic uh, spell, like spell pop-off turn. 
the thing about the drum druid making a giant board is you can deal with that if you can see like if you you know what the drum druid's doing like you know if they've if they've forged the draw choose one it casts twice if they play the your next choose one does both if they like you can track like if they fly summer flower child like you can know about what turn they're about to do it just like they can know about what turn you're about to do it and if you are aware that you're not going to be able to flash and get your combo out in time like lightning reflexes getting a primordial wave or if you are able to get your combo off the turn after they combo like it is not not exactly like extremely difficult to just to double crash and actually just clear like their giant board like that is not not only is not out of the realm of possibility it actually happens like quite a bit um so it's possible so it is also possible for them to just like get the absolute nuts i've had them play the i've had them make a giga board on turn four before and i i have i lost that game like it is possible for them to just make like five six six eights with taunt on turn four and then if you don't have a reflexes it's like I mean, you're not, you can't really do much. So, like, you can play a Feral Spirit Pass and then die. Like, that's what you can do. Um, so, um, like, you can play on board early against this, but you're not going to really be killing them through an early board. Like, they're not playing on board early, really, either. The early chip damage is helpful in chipping them down early with some like early board presence so that you're able to get over the top. It's more knowing based on their plays, am I going to be able to combo them or should I focus more on comboing their pop-off turn almost? So that's pretty game dependent and you got to like make that just discretion yourself, but um it's definitely not impossible to just clear their board as the drum druid or as the nature shaman um yeah druid is such an interesting place in hearthstone it's like druid can't do anything but pass for five turns and then make a giant board like that was zock druid and then now this is drum druid and like i'm okay with it like, it's polarizing. Like, Zoctrude was kind of polarizing, and this is pretty polarizing. Like, it beats... It loses... It's got, like, an 80-20 against Mechrogue. It's got, like, a 70-30 against Outcast. It's got, like, a 75-25 against Control Priest. And then it's got, like... It's got really good matchups. It's got, like, an... Like, bodies other decks. Like, it's, it's polarizing. But, like, I'm... I'm fine with it. I don't think it's... It's polarizing, but I don't think it's toxic, necessarily. Like, they make it very clear. Like, and it's the same thing with Zoctruid. Like, they make it very clear. They're like, I'm going to pass for five turns, and then I'm going to make a giant taunt board. It's, like, not really, like... It's not like they don't tell you what's coming for five turns in a row. Like, they tell you what's coming, so... Yeah. Um, next up is Rainbow Mage, the deck Weeman Man's playing this week. Um, this is the other losing matchup after Hound Hunter and Secret Hunter, and what makes this a losing matchup is Solid Alibi. You're both combo decks, and you can get your combo off earlier, but you telegraph your combo, whereas the Sif Mage can just wait. The Sif Mage can wait until they have lethal, and you have to telegraph it with a flash, 
And when you telegraph it with a flash, they say solid alibi. And what you're going to have to do there is you're going to have to say, damn, I guess I lightning reflexes and I try to find another flash of lightning. And that works. Like, I have done that before and that works. Like, it is not guaranteed though. You can also hold another flash of lightning if they're rainbow mage you're probably thinking all right they probably do have a solid alibi um but that's it's really a game of <laughs> a game of chess there we're like all right i'm gonna go off here i'm gonna do my combo are they going to alibi and when they do it feels bad and you want to make sure that you keep that in mind because you want to make sure that you're thinking about that because if you just sure like flash flash pass and then they alibi like you don't have any flashes left and if you don't find one through lightning reflexes uh you just made yourself lose and i didn't really play many other decks like the control decks like control priest uh that's like we don't really need to talk about that that much like control priest is just i mean like they can't dirty rat or do anything like that to any of your minions like they can rat your like radiance or your enza and that slows you down but it does not make it, it nothing they can't do anything to actually stop you from doing your combo they can also rat your golgoneth which is horrible but like again that's not like none of these none of your minions are what enable your combo so and then we have the mirror i mean the mirror is interesting. It's not really... You, you play it like normal. Like you play it kind of just like you would play against your Rainbow Mage or against your... Like a standard matchup. You're not fighting extremely hard for the board. It kind of is hand-dependent. Um, like if you have like Ancestral Knowledges and Enza and stuff like that, you're going to probably want to lean really hard into the combo. Uh, chip damage is really important in this matchup. So, getting early chip damage in, like, even just to turn the tides, hit them face for three, they're at 27 now. They are at 90% of their life. It is 10% easier to do your combo now. Um, if you have Flow Rider on turn one in the mirror, would you play it without, like, the discover effect? I don't, I don't really think there's any matchups I would do. Like, the one I would maybe consider doing that is, like, maybe Mechrogue if, it's, if my starting hand is literally, like... Flow Rider ends a Golganeth. Like if my starting hand is something like like I like I know that I need to be on the board, but I don't think you want to fight for the board that hard. Is in the mirror. You'd much rather just uh, wait until you can overload and draw another combo piece so that you're able to combo. Um, it's tough because like if they flash first, it's kind of just like. You kind of just got <laughs> to hope you don't die. Like, there's not a ton you can do um, to, like, you don't have speaker stompers. You don't have solid alibis. The best thing you can do if you think that they're going to get their combo off earlier, like if they're playing way more card draw than you and you think they're going to be able to flash before you're able to flash, like the best, the best thing you can do is try and maintain 30 life. Like, try to not let them get any chip damage into your face. Play some, play a Feral Spirit, maybe. Play a little bit more defensively. Golgoneth and heal for, heal for the six. Like, but you definitely, you want to be the one that flashes first. Because, like I said, the other decks don't have, like, the mirror, they don't have, the mirror doesn't have 
a way to shut down your flash. When you flash, they go like, oh crap. Most decks, when you flash, they're like, I will alibi, or I will speaker stomper, or I will cult neophyte, shadow step, cult neophyte, shadow step, cult neophyte. Like, but, it's really, Mirror doesn't have the Mirror just kind of looks at it and is like, I hope he can't kill me next turn. So, um, Golganath, I can talk about him real quick. I like to play out my hand. I like to play the deck pretty on board. Like, I'll schooling on one, and even if they don't play anything, I'll, on two, I'll play two fishies. And then on three, like, I, ideally, like, I'll go schooling on one, two fishies on two, the third fishy and a chisel on three. Like, that's, like, my average turn one to three. Like, that's pretty ideal, honestly, if I'm trying to fight for board. Otherwise, like, maybe an ancestral knowledge on two, but not, like, crazy ideal. Um... You want, to, you want to play out your hand because the best way to use Golganeth if you're not going to die is certain, is like always to draw the three. Like drawing the three thins your deck out so much, you're like going to draw a bolt or a knowledge or like something like, like you're, or like, like you're going to draw three overload cards. Like it's going to make your combo so much easier. You're not going to draw your crash or your bio, but you're going to draw like Zapper, Spirit, Bolt, Ancestral Knowledge, Turn the Tides, uh, like a lot of the, almost all of those actually. I mean, it's Zapper, Feral Spirit, Lightning Bolt, Ancestral Knowledge, and Turn the Tides. Every single one of those except for Ancestral Knowledge, which draws you more cards, can be used to assist in your combo. So uh, I always try to just play to the ground, play, keep space in my hand so that I can Golgoneth and draw three, because you want to draw three with Golgoneth, but sometimes it's not realistic, like, sometimes you just have to clear, and that's okay too, as long as they're not like a mage that reverbs, like, you can clear, and then play a free feral spirit, and then they're probably not gonna be able to kill the Golgoneth, like, I mean, like, they probably will, to be honest, but you do your best to keep them alive. Um, Golgoneth is, like, so crazy, though. Like, if you can get him out on six and draw three and not die, like, you're probably going... Like, my my ideal thing that I love to do is have, like, six cards in hand. Or, I think you can even... Yeah, you have six in hand, I think, right? Six or seven. And then you play Golgoneth, you draw three on six, you draw three overload cards... And then you play a zero mana flash of lightning. That is like, if you can do that on turn six, play him, draw three, flash for zero, you are probably winning on turn seven. A piece awesome. of advice for the listener uh, on turn five, do not, uh, I repeat, do not uh, coin out Golgoneth. Um, wait, wait, man, what would happen if on turn five you coined out your Golgoneth? Um... I don't know. Why would that um, be bad? Your first spell uh, that turn would be the coin. Oh, okay. That checks. So, so. I thought it would be like after you played him, he would be like. Okay. Yeah, so your first spell each turn costs three less. And I say that because I am a top legend player and I, uh, I, I, have, I have done that. Uh, so, like, it is nothing to be ashamed of, but don't do it. Because <laughs> you lose those. <laughs> so. What if you really, what if you need to, like, heal for six, though? Then you have to. If you have to. Like, if you have to. 
Like, I guess. I guess. Yeah, I'd be coining them out if I had to, like, clear some things and heal for six. Like, if it kills the whole board, if it kills their whole board, I'm just trying to think, like, the aggro decks right now are, like, it's like mech rogue. Like, that's not gonna clear a mech rogue board. Yeah. Like, it can clear, like, a, it, and it's probably not gonna clear a hunter board either. Like, hunter's gonna make, like, four fours, hunter's gonna make, like, Mr. Mukla, hounds, like... I don't think it's gonna clear a hunter board either. Like if they're in that situation, if there was a situation where they had a board full of three health things, you were low, and you could kill their whole board and heal for six. Like yeah, you you can coin those. You can coin those. That is that is good. But most of the time, probably not. Um, lastly, Radiance of Ashara. Radiance of Ashara. You want to look at this. This is almost just. A third, uh, um, Flash of Lightning? Uh, like, you kind of just, there are games where I've won without Flash of Lightning, because I just play Radiance, and then I go, like, zero cost Lightning Reflexes, zero cost Lightning Reflexes, two cost Feral Spirit, two cost Bio. Like, you can do it as early as turn seven. Early as turn seven, play a Radiance, play a two cost Feral Spirit, play some slot. like, maybe you've Maybe you've played Enza, you can play zero-cost Zappers, and then just, like, zero-cost Bolt, zero-cost Crashes. Like, Radiance is... I'm so glad that Radiance is playable, because I have a golden Radiance of Ajara, and that... When that came out in, uh, Sunken City, I, no one understood it. And, uh, we still don't understand it. We still only use it for the words that say nature spells. Like, the fire and frost thing just doesn't matter. Which is almost, like, incredible in itself. Like, imagine... A useful shaman deck that actually used all three schools like radiance would be cracked but that deck just doesn't exist so um i don't really think i have anything else to touch on do you have any any burning nature shaman questions i know you literally did this last episode so and sorry to the listeners if you're getting nature shamaned out but uh guess what this deck gets nerfed tomorrow and I really, really enjoyed playing it, and uh, I just wanted to be able to talk about it while it's around. It's been a long time since a combo deck like this has been a thing in Hearthstone, so. Shall we get into the match? We should, but you keep declining my challenge, so. What? For the 18th time, and I've sent 18 invites. Here, send it. There we go. All right, well, good luck to you, Wee Wee Man. Have fun. I look forward to playing the list you just uh, you talked about. I look forward to, to doing it. Yes, sir. Good luck. Good luck. Oh, and uh, so you don't do it for the third time in a row, make sure you uh, mute yourself. <laughs> so, Wee Wee Man hasn't muted himself the last two times we've played. <sighs> All right, so... We are going first against the mage. We see Chisel, Turn the Tides, and Lightning Reflexes. Hmm. I think we don't really want the reflexes. And I don't... Turn the Tides is kind of fine. I guess we'll keep Turn the Tides and... Oh, hmm. I think we'll just keep the chisel. 
We'll get rid of the Turn of the Tides. I don't think we want. And we, oh no. We get back Lightning Bolt and Crash of Thunder. Alright, maybe we should have kept Turn of the Tides. Oh well. He keeps one Mulligans away three. I draw an Enza. That's pretty good. We can, we can make that work. And he... Plays the Discovery of Magic on one. It's alright with me. Pondering. Discovery of Magic on one, I wonder how good that is, because it's like... I haven't played, like, any Rainbow Mage, but... I know you could just hit, like, all... all it's not likely, I guess, but you could hit, like, just a lot of Mage stuff, right? Like, that you don't really want. Alright, we drew Lightning Reflexes. We got Bolt, Crash, Enza, Reflex, Chisel. Let's just play the Chisel. Looks like if we don't draw anything else that's good enough, we low-key might just need to reflex on four? Like, we might just need to reflex, because... Hmm. We don't really have anything else. The bolt crash isn't great, but it's not horrid. Like, we have our... We kind of have our combo, but... Let's see what Wee Wee Man does here. He plays an Artificer and an Arcane Worm. So he's setting up for a turn four. Uh, draw another reflex. We'll re we'll play a reflexes. We draw a flash of lightning. Turn the tides hex. We'll play a flash of lightning. And then we see bio turn the tides flash of lightning. Hmm. This is kind of hard. Might just take the flash of lightning, right? Maybe the turn the tides. Hmm. Hmm. Flash of Lightning, Turn the Tides, Bio. And we've got Bolt, Crash, Reflex, Spirit, Enza. So we really want to Enza on five, so we don't really want to overload this turn. So I guess we can take... I guess we can take Flash, and then we can... Yeah, we'll take Flash, I think. Then we can Crash on four. It's not great, but... But he's probably going to coin out a cold case here. He plays a Grace of the Allfather to discover an 8 cost on his Arcane Artificer. Interesting. Kind of want to kill that Artificer. He's just going to gain so much armor off that. But feels really bad to just crash that with no spell damage. We draw a Thorim Stormlord. Ooh, so we can, we can bolt that. Off Thorim. Hmm. It's not that great either, though. I guess we'll just crash. It's not great, though. Crash means we can set up for Enza next turn, and then flash the next next turn. I think we do need to do it, because we can't just let him gain, like, infinite armor. If we could Feral Spirit, Bolt, and then Thorim next turn to draw two. Might do that. I'll do that. And then we go face, so we can make another totem as well. He's played Holy Spell, so Inquisitive would deal one to everything. Or two to everything, sorry. He plays a Prismatic Ellie. 
just an eight call. I'm kind of scared. I know it's like an ramp like freaking eight calls he discovered, but I'm kind of scared of it. Oh, he defiles to clear the board. Wow, defile of the prismatic alley. I'll, I'll give him a buy my froggy crown for that. And I'll Thor him here, because drawing two, he's good. Is he schooling? Bio. I'll go ahead and just schooling, play a fishy. And I won't I won't hit him just yet. I'll just pass that. Drew a schooling and we drew a bio. So we got Crash, Reflex, Flash, Spirit, Bio, Swarmer. He plays the Wisdom of Norganon for three. So he's played a Holy and he's played a Shadow. So the Shadow wasn't a fantastic discover because he has Shadow in his deck. The Holy was a pretty good discover. So let's see where he goes with this. He might be trying to coin out Elemental Inspiration, but like that's not really going to do much, I don't think. Because he's still got that coin and he's on turn five right now. He forges a Molten Rune. Nice. And is he going to pass here? He passes. So I'm going to flash because I want to set up my combo. And I'll double flash because I draw another one. And then I'll, I'll just hero power and go face with my weapon as well and full board. Now I said we don't double flash because he did, could discover alibis. But even if he does discover an alibi, I'm fine with just jamming Enza. Enza serves a similar purpose to Flash, and we'd still be doing pretty fine. If he takes his turn to Alibi, like, we're fine with that. He Discovery of Magics. That could find him an Alibi. He hasn't cast a Frost spell yet, so. He planted Evidence. Wow. That could also find him an Alibi. Vast Wisdom. That could also find him an Alibi. What? It, oh, but he's at 10. He can only discover one. He reverbs my Thorim. Oh, and then he concedes. Alright, so we're playing some Rainbow Mage. We drew a Discovery of Magic, a Sif, Star Power, and Molten Rune. Um, so... I know I want to keep Discovery of Magic for sure. I probably don't want to keep Star Power. Molten Rune is like maybe. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think I should just go for, for the weapon. I think I throw everything away except for Discovery of Magic. Um, and then we get a Wisdom of Norganon, Arcane Worm, and an Arcane Artificer. That's pretty good. Pretty good hand. Oh, and then we got Reverberation. So if he plays Golgoneth, we can just reverb it. Um, so I'm just going to do Discovery of Magic. Um, which actually, that was a misplay. I should have played like an Arcane Worm or probably Arcane Artificer. So that was silly of me. But um, we got a Remorseless Winner, Grace of Highfather, and Blood Tap. Um... It's already Shadow and Frostbells in my deck, so I guess I'll take the Grace of the High Father. That that was a very bad misplay. Um, but yeah.
I know Private Merc is probably gonna laugh at me when he uh when in in his dialogue. So he plays a carving chisel. I drew Sif. Um I think here I'll just Hmm. Let's see. I'll play an arcane artificer and an arcane worm. And I'm hoping that he doesn't kill them and I can use Grace of the High Father on it to just discover something. Uh, either one can stay alive, but I hope my my armor dude stays alive so I can gain armor. He plays Flash of Lightning. Wow. Literally on turn three. <clears throat> He's still discovering. He's making a hard decision right now. Alright. So he didn't do anything. That turn really just lightning reflexes into flash of lightning. Um so I can either play a prismatic elemental turn or elemental that I just drew for this turn or use Grace of the High Father. Mm. I think while I have armor, dude, I'm going to use this just to get some armor off of it. And we get Concert, Promo Drake, Gaia, or Primordial Drake. Um. Hmm. We'll take Gaia, even though that probably won't come in useful. I feel like I'm making a lot of mistakes this game. Like, what I've done has led me to have an 8-cost friggin' Gaia in my hand. Like, I don't know. It's just not what I want to be doing on turn 8. I don't even... Like, this game shouldn't go past turn 8. So it's just unfortunate. But at least I got the holy spell. It was all just that one... That one play. And it was so easy to see. I should have just played a minion. So he plays a two-cost Feral Spirit. And then he lightning bolts my armor guy. And hero powers and then swings at my face. Hmm. I think I literally have to just prismatic elemental here. Ooh. We get a defile which would clear that so that's good sad that our things go away but i would say that's a pretty threatening board all right i think that's it i'm leaving one mana but to do any like all i could do is hero power or coin or uh just play an arcane bolt and that's so he plays thorum it's actually really fat that he played Thorum. 
We draw an elemental inspiration. That is very sad. Um, man, there isn't much we can do. I guess we literally have to Wisdom of Norganon for three. Hmm. This is tough. Drew Wisdom and a Molten Rune. Ugh. Man. He didn't flash of lightning, so I shouldn't be that worried. Hmm. God, I think I'll just forge my Molten Ruin. And... Pass. He could very well kill me. Oh, he's killing me next turn. Oh, yeah, he's definitely killing me next turn. He just played two Flash of Lightnings. So... That means I need a solid alibi. Um, so we drew a discovery of magic. Hmm. Well, we just have to get rid of that board. So I guess I'll just rip the discovery of magic. So we got a sunfire smithing chill vibes and planted evidence. Um. Hmm. None of these are great. I guess I'll take planted evidence. Uh, vast wisdom. I guess I'll take that. None of these help. Yeah, I'm conceding. I did so bad. <laughs> Just that one mistake. Oh, boy. <sighs> I screwed that up very bad in the beginning. Dang. Good game. Good game. I, uh, I did not. I had one damage spell in my hand, so you didn't need to concede there, but... Oh, I just literally thought that you were going to, like, go off because you played the two Flash of Lightning, so I just figured it was over. Nah, I used my early Burn Lightning Bolt to kill your your uh, your Artificer because I didn't want you cold casing. I, all I had was one Crash of Thunder. Yeah, and I made a very bad mistake in the beginning by playing the Discovery of Wisdom. I had to. I, I actually I mentioned that. I was like, I bet he's just gonna get mage school spells. I literally, and I, I had two one drops in my hand. Like I, it was just so. And then that led me down a path of like, like the only card that was a different spell school from what's in my deck was that um, holy spell I cast and freaking Gaia in my hand. So I just had an eight cost just sitting in my hand. Like it was horrible. I just played I. I played very poorly, but yeah, I should have just played the one cost minion. So that was my big mistake and conceding. I it was really, it, it was, it was, it was very, very sad. You literally went, you went, um, prismatic and I was like, that could discover an alibi. And then you went studies and I was like, that could discover an alibi. And then you went vast wisdom and I was like, those could discover alibis. And then you just conceded. And I was like, I don't know why he did that. Yeah, they were not alibis, sadly. All right, well, thank you for listening, everyone. You all have a you all have a great night, and uh, we'll catch you next time here on Matchup Mashup.